values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, There has been a lot of talk about education in the last couple of years since COVID-19 and online learning, and parents have gotten more involved and been accused of a lot of things, not by everyone, and I've been very fair about this. It's not even most school districts, most school boards, but enough of them have pushed against parents and basically told them to shut up and sit down and get out, and we're the experts, and you wouldn't question how a doctor does things and leave it to the professionals, called them domestic terrorists and all kinds of stuff. Where parents began to push back because, you know, with organizations, I will tell you that getting involved in uh, political, you know, in politics, I got out of it because I volunteer to do those things. And um, it was like being in the lunchroom and. It just a lunchroom in high school. I didn't like it. I didn't like the being judged because I was friends with this person or that person or those people. And why are you sitting there? And they're not the right people to hang out with. And forget it. I'm busy. I I came here to make a positive difference. But when it comes to people's children, they're going to fight. And they have. Um, So now the superintendent of public schools was elected. His name is Tom Horn. If you don't know who he is, this is the second time Mr. Horn has been the superintendent of public instruction in Arizona. And he got elected on a platform of saying he was going to go back to doing a couple of things differently than the previous administration under Kathy Hoffman did. Now, whether it was she was a victim of the bad performance that happened because of COVID, who knows? All I know is that there were some promises made by Mr. Horn that more parents would have access to information if he became the superintendent. So he started a hotline um, for parents to complain about inappropriate curriculum or inappropriate lessons being taught on school campuses. And educators, the AEU, now not all teachers, but people involved in the teacher organizations, and it is a very small number, they put out the battle cry. I want you to hear this now. Statewide, there were 77,000 people that marched on our state capitol in 2018. Less than six years ago, marched on our Capitol and demanding things that they were already going to get, but making demands at the state Capitol. 77,000 in the Red for Red movement. They had less than 30 people on this meeting that was so important about this phone call. Um, and I'll get to it. It doesn't really matter. But um, – They are upset that this hotline exists. They say it's an affront to teachers. It's a slap in teachers' faces. And I disagree. I, I, you know, you, every organization that I know of, every organization that I know of, oh, business, whatever else, has a complaint line. Not all complaints are justified. Um, and, That doesn't mean that just because some are frivolous complaints by a bunch of Karens that have nothing better to do um, means that you kill the hotline. Well, not only are they upset that this hotline exists on their private Facebook pages, which really isn't that private because I have people sending me screenshots of their messages all the time. They are encouraging people on this, and it's also being liked and resent by Pretty big leaders within their movement and their organization that you should call the hotline number and keep the one person answering the phone tied up. And as the quote says, keep the MAGA, it is keep MAGA offline. In other words, so people that might have a legitimate complaint can't get through because these are educators now. This is the AEU's private message board. This isn't just slappy 682 on Twitter. These are members of this organization that are supposed to be teachers behaving this way. Spend your day calling this hotline. If you don't have time for a conversation, just make sure you make the call and tie up the line so that complainers can't get through. 
complain the most about Tom Horn. That's what they say to do. Well, let me offset that with this. I'm going to read um, a letter that was sent to me through someone in the school system. This has to do with Betty Fairfax High School. Uh, early today, this this happened almost two weeks ago, by the way. Early today, we received a report of alleged drug contraband on campus. As you know, we take the safety of our staff, students, and visitors very seriously. We immediately investigated and discovered the report was accurate. During the investigation, a weapon was also found. Administration contacted local law enforcement and will continue to work with them in their investigation of this matter. We are grateful to the students who reported the drug contraband to trusted adults and our staff for working quickly to ensure. And now here's in bold letters. No staff or students were ever in danger. Now that's a load, isn't it? There was a weapon on campus. What do you mean no one was in danger? Of course they were in danger. Now, they thwarted the danger. They called the police. They got rid of the weapon. But that doesn't mean no one was in danger. There's drugs. There's contraband and weapons on campus. But no one was ever in danger. Please continue to talk with students about the importance of telling trusted adults information like this in the future. Thank you for your continued trust in Betty Fairfax High School. Um, so here's the question. How do we not know this? Why is this not a front page story everywhere? You see, this is where questions arise. The Phoenix Union High School District made a conscious decision a couple of years ago because of the anti-police to fund the police rhetoric that was at its peak. That for political reasons, because they said it, not me, their words, not mine, that there are some members of the student body that don't feel comfortable around the police to remove school resource officers from campuses. I hear from multiple teachers very often. They don't feel safe, especially high school teachers. They don't feel safe. Now, just because we are not hearing about shootings on campuses doesn't mean campuses are safe. They've got drug dealers in the bathrooms. They've got contraband on campus. They're finding weapons. And we're just finding out about this. So why is that? Why is it that there is no accountability for bad decisions? When leaders make horrible decisions, they're held accountable. This is a horrible decision. So here you have and I, I just want to point this out, and this is the part of it that gets me. By the way, there is a longstanding open invitation to anybody from the AEU that ever wants to come on this show. I am always respectful to guests. I would love to have a conversation with you on the air. I would love to have a conversation with you off the air, but certainly on the air. I would love to let you make your points countering mine. I am someone that's a big believer in equal time. I'm going to ask you fair questions. I'm going to give you all the opportunities to answer them. But a teacher organization, AEU, by the way, on that secret phone call I told you about earlier where they vetted everybody. And if they couldn't prove who you were, they didn't know you. They wouldn't let you on their call. Um, They ranted and raved about this hotline and how horrible it was, how bad Tom Horn is. They defended an elementary school district board member. Oh, and they said, please join the union, pay your dues and give us your money. If you're a teacher. If you're a teacher in Arizona, in Maricopa County, if you are an educator, why would you give dues to this organization? Because here they are fighting about a hotline where parents aren't calling schools. They're calling the superintendent's office and they're making complaints, whether they're legitimate or not. It is not a direct line to teachers or even to schools. 
It's a centralized number. They're fighting that tooth and nail. Big community meetings and they're putting signs up on social media. There are no cops in these schools. There are drugs and weapons. Now, I don't know if it was a gun or a knife or what that weapon was. It's not identified in this letter. I've seen pictures. Not this school, a different school with a student taking pictures that he posted on social media, holding guns in what is identified as a classroom or at least a building on a campus in the Phoenix Union High School District. So the teacher organization silent on this, not screaming from the rooftops that their teachers aren't safe because there isn't enough police presence in schools, but they're upset about a hotline that complains about teachers. You tell me, is that an appropriate way? To spend the money that people pay in the form of dues if they're a teacher. Just want I want our schools to be the best they can be. And it doesn't sound like they are. Coming up in a moment, we'll get you caught up on the biggest news stories. It's called Did You Hear This? So stick around for it. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, let's get you caught up on all these big stories of the day. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Former President Donald Trump posted to Truth Social that he will be indicted by a Manhattan grand jury tomorrow. The examination is over whether Trump falsified business records when he accounted for the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels. He has acknowledged paying the money. His legal team has said it was to prevent her from extorting him and, and to prevent the word of her affair that she's alleged with Trump from reaching his wife. Are you concerned about possible protests if he is indicted? Yeah, of course. You know, after we saw what happened on January 6th, whether a lot of people that got out of hand. Everybody's concerned that there are going to be protests to get violent. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. I'm from a law enforcement family. My brother and my sister-in-law are cops. Some of my closest friends and people I admire the most are police officers. I don't want to see them in harm's way. Just like any other protest that gets violent, I don't want to see people get violent. If you're peaceful, speak your mind. I admire anybody's right to protest, whether I agree with them or not. But if you cross the line, you need to pay a price. And after what happened before and after the accusations against the former president, I would hope that the former president would come forward and say, if you're going to protest, do it peacefully. Make sure that you do it the right way. Don't let people get violent and call out anybody that's trying to get violent. I think that would be prudent for him to do, too. A dual American Mexican citizen, Maria del Carmen Lopez, is believed to have been kidnapped in broad daylight 40 days ago in Colima, Mexico. The FBI now offering up to $20,000 for information that brings Lopez home. Her family is scared, worried, but hopeful, trying to stay positive that the mother of seven will be found. Should the United States temporarily ban travel to Mexico in the wake of these kidnappings? I think that's going to be going too far, especially since there is huge there is a huge connection between families. You're talking about direct family members that still live in Mexico with citizens of the U.S. Uh, I do think that the uh, the warning signs should be there. People need to know where they're going. People need to know what they're doing and need to be very, very leery. But at the same time, I think shutting down travel to Mexico, premature, especially when you count the families and the direct ties so many people have there. 
you are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the big headlines. Legendary Phoenix Suns broadcaster Al McCoy said this season will be his last rodeo. I think it's time for somebody else to have the opportunity to have as much fun as I have had in the 51 years with the Suns and the NBA. What will you miss the most about his broadcast? <sighs> um... I'm going to miss Al McCoy, um, the broadcast. He's a legend. As somebody that's in the broadcasting business that is not a professional broadcaster, I am captivated by what a pro he is and how legendary he has become to this franchise. Um, the fact that he was inducted into the Ring of Honor in the, with the Phoenix Suns, and he has been a part of every single Ring of Honor induction, including his own, as the MC or as the leader of it, shows you his history with the Phoenix Suns. But what I'm going to miss most about Al McCoy is Al McCoy. I just saw him in the hallway today. He was in our building and it just reaffirmed for me. He is one of the classiest, kindest, nicest, humble people with all of his accolades and the history of his work. For him to be as down to earth and as helpful and kind to people as he is shows you what a good man he is. So I'm going to miss his broadcast, but more than anything else, I'm going to miss Al McCoy. Earlier, we received word that the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, is heading to Nogales and Mariposa's port of entry tomorrow afternoon. What are you hoping to hear him say? I'm hoping to hear him say that this is going to be a first step into fixing the border issues we have. That seeing the numbers decrease because of a policy shift is a good first start. It gives Border Patrol, or CBP and ICE, the opportunity to go after the, the fentanyl and the other drugs that are coming across the border. But we have a long way to go. And I want to acknowledge the first step, but this is the first step of many. That was That is what I would hope that he would say. But what he does say may be a different story. You know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Um, I don't like the decisions of this administration. I don't like the fact that we've got border wall material just rotting on the ground down at the border that it's not been fixed. I don't like that it took them as long as it did. But when they make a decision that does the right thing, and they have recently, you have to acknowledge it. The fact that Alejandro Mayorkas is coming here is a good sign. What will happen at that media event tomorrow afternoon? That, to me, is going to tell the story. If there, if the buy-in comes from border sheriffs and border mayors and not just people that agree with them politically, across political aisles, the, across the political aisle, the mayor of Yuma saying that, that uh, encounters are down, are we going to see positive changes? If that's the answer, then I think it's terrific. I really, really do. Uh, we want to shift back, or I want to shift back to the economy, um, and a part of our economy is connected directly to Mexico. So let's lump some of this together as we talk about what's so important to everyone, which is being able to keep your head above water and get ahead financially. We'll talk about that next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, what's better than Monday? Getting rickrolled on a Monday. Uh, Thanks for being here. Um, I want to start in a different place than I did before. We talked about gas prices. I'm going to get there again. We did talk about this earlier. I want to start again here with only two large U.S. cities have affordable are affordable for new home buyers. Um, of the 50 largest U.S. cities, only two, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, are have affordable housing. I think it's because most people don't want to live in. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Um, I was born in Cleveland, so I remember when it was called the mistake on the lake. They've done a nice job since then. Um, 
But when you look at those numbers in all seriousness, it's not um, – we have got to get a handle on this somehow. I am a big a free market capitalist. I am someone that believes in the free markets, but I also realize that prices are set based on supply and demand. Prices are set on people's income. And there's a reason why a home in the Phoenix area that would be a half a million dollars would be well over a million dollars in Southern California. And a home in San Diego is much more expensive than a home in Bakersfield. A home in Arcadia is much more expensive than a home um, in Surprise. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. It's just that's the way the market works. But there are things that can and should be done. We talk about how government is supposed to work, and I've got my own opinions on this like we all do, and, and I think about this a lot. Um, government gets involved in far too many things, and anytime I hear about someone trying to reduce regulation, I'm a fan. And there is obviously the opposite political view from other people. They believe that more is necessary. So you look at what happened with the train derailment, and they They've done everything they can to prove and to say that that could have been avoided if the old uh, regulations were still in place that were. Um, and then you had the experts say, no, it would have made no difference. Um, when it comes to a lot of these other laws, whether it's gun control or others, the government saying that we're going to regulate and we're going to do more of this. Everybody wants regulation. Everybody understands that there has to be some level of oversight when it comes to building of homes. Whether they're single-family homes or multifamily dwellings, whatever they are, we all want to see managed growth. And I, I'm telling you, one, and I, I, there's a lot of places that are terrific, but when I drive out in the East Valley, um, when I'm out in Mesa, Chandler, um, Gilbert, especially those areas, beautiful. The growth, the, the way they've been able to grow. And with the caliber and quality of the homes that they've built with the shopping centers and the um, entertainment districts, it is it is proof that managed growth makes cities great. And unmanaged growth is a detriment to those cities. So it's not about lack of regulation. What is it? It's about overregulation and redundancy and and just saying no to, to say no. Um, I've used these examples before only because I can't. Came from the construction world as just a subcontractor. I don't what general contractors go through and what land developers go through is a nightmare. But you know, just like with the Phoenix, in this, you're going to put a building up in the city of Phoenix. You have to, um, you have to meet their requirements, their fire code requirements, which we all know is a serious issue. There are fire code requirements with what you have to have, flow and tamper devices and whatever the requirements are in that city, depending on the kind of building you build. But there are also, because you're not only in the city of Phoenix, but you're in Maricopa County. Maricopa County also has their own set of requirements. Well, there were times in the past, I don't know how it is now, there were times in the past where it drove people crazy because in order to meet the county requirement, you are violating a city uh, you know uh, requirement and vice versa and then you couldn't get the two to marry each other and you'd submit a set of plans and it would get kicked out and it would have to go to the other one and and it took forever when everybody involved just wanted to get the project done and in a safe way the bureaucracy always well-intentioned gets in the way and we're seeing much more of it now. Um, we had uh, Senator Steve Kaiser in studio with us last week, and uh, it was a fascinating interview because he's talking about expediting the process. 
Now, I love that idea that it isn't saying we're the city doesn't have a say and it's the state that has all the say and the cities are going to have it's we want the process expedited. That goes a long way into driving down costs for projects and getting projects built. It is um, it is something that needs to happen. We don't have the manpower. We don't have the labor force we need. That's an issue as well. But we also have projects that are being held up and held up and held up with just red tape. And and I wish I could. There have been there are a couple of people that I I should bring on, and I think I will in the future that are interesting. The conversations to me are fascinating. I don't know how fascinated you are by it, but to sit down with uh, former Governor Fife Symington, and I was able to recently have lunch with him, and to listen to him. Working with land developers, and when you hear uh, um, <clears throat> when you hear about some of the, the the names that built Scottsdale, and you talk about lawyers and that, who helped in land development and landscape architects that helped build parts of what are happening now or what we now know are, and you look at some of those projects and you listen to behind the scenes nightmare in order to get those projects built, and you think those projects shouldn't be that hard to get done. That there's got to be a way to expedite the system so that land developers aren't spending millions of dollars on red tape that add absolutely no value nor any safety measures to the project itself. As a matter of fact, for you, the consumer, you are paying an exorbitantly high price for things because we have a shortage of inventory. The supply and demand is out of whack, and it's going to get worse as we see these big industries open. When we see these chip plants open, the big expansion in the East Valley for Intel, the huge new plant in the Northwest Valley on the 303, those plants are not only going to bring in people into those homes, into those jobs themselves, but the satellite industries that will feed them will bring more business people here. You are going to see an expansion of need. And if we don't get our arms around it now, we are setting ourselves up for even longer term disaster. So gas prices are a big deal. We know that there has been an issue with production and refining. There is the new type of gas this time of year that we use, the new mixture. So there's been a supply shortage, which our gas prices have gone up. They seem to have leveled off. But, you know, what are we doing about those supply issues? What are we doing to incentivize what's necessary to get more and more fuel refined in the in the supply that we use? These are the policy issues that government can agree on. And we deal in these nonsensical things sometimes that we get our arms wrapped around that make no sense in any industry. You know, we see them fighting and fighting and fighting about nonsense, you know, uh, and it's important to some people, but it is not what's big. One of the things that I, for the for the most part, I admired about the previous administration, now that Governor Ducey is out of office, one of the things that I appreciated was they largely stayed away from a lot of these issues, meaning that they they focused on the big picture of growth. They focused on diversifying the economy. And that didn't mean that other issues weren't important. What it meant was we've got to focus on the big things. And I just hope that this new administration is going to make an attempt to do the same thing. You know, I, you know, I've got my own opinion about the the executive order on on hair discrimination. And but that's the stuff I'm talking about. All those things are all well and good. Are you laser focused on the major things that are necessary in the state of Arizona? That's a question I have. And I think a lot of people have.
And we'll see. We will see what the answer to that is. Um, I, we talked about this earlier. We, I was talking about schools, and I'm getting a lot of questions from people about what I was talking about with weapons on school campuses. I want to talk to you a little bit about that because I still think it's a very serious issue. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. I talked earlier about schools, and uh, one of the things that was concerning to a lot of people, myself included, is the lack of attention being paid to the serious issues. Um, And I'll tell you, I'm always going to have disagreements with people. I think I do it pretty civilly. I'm not someone that is, um, I I, I don't yell and scream very much. But there is a a story um, about um, a gun. I don't know if it was a gun, a weapon. It was listed as a weapon on a campus in Phoenix. And my concerns are about the schools that we're in. And I read headlines earlier today, and I said, These, this is why people get so amped up over stuff. It's because we we spend so much time uh, focusing on nonsense, and we don't spend enough time focusing on serious issues. <clears throat> we all want schools to be better. But I'm going to read from a story. This is why parents are upset. Let's start here. The idea that parents don't have a right to be concerned is absurd. The There are enough stories nationwide and in Arizona that parents should be diligent and should be asking questions. So the premise that the idea that there is a hotline for parents to call when they have concerns, A, that it's only going to be crazy people that call, and that's that's really what the accusation is, that keep the MAGA and anybody on the other side of the aisle that says MAGA, you mean crazy tinfoil hat, angry red hat wearing idiots that stormed on January 6th, and that's the crowd you're talking about. That they are the only people that have concerns about schools is an insult to parents that have concerns about schools. Here is a mother that says this is this is her that wrote this that said this a quote from this mom i was a woke committed liberal until this game in school came into my life her name is laura maria gruber um she said that there was a game and i didn't even know this thing existed and it was september of last year a teacher in a social emotional learning class um, and seventh graders, they taught a role playing game called Bear Hunter Hooker. It's like rock, paper, scissors, but it's an adult drinking game called Bear Hunter Hooker, where instead of doing the rock, paper, scissors, you either act like a bear, you act like a hunter, or you act like a seductive hooker. Hand on the hip, seductive pose. They did this game with seventh graders. Now, is that most schools? No. But these things happen often enough that parents want to know what's going on. They say the teacher was reprimanded. Well, you you couple this with the other things that are going on. We're hiding uh, you know, pronoun changes and parents don't get to know. Parents are the problem. So parents have a right to be concerned. Now, whether you like this hotline or you don't like this hotline in the state of Arizona, it doesn't matter. Um, I didn't like the – isn't it funny? I didn't like – the websites that were on the former uh, Department of Education website where kids could go to chat rooms that where adults were allowed to be in the chat rooms and it was overtly sexual in nature. I didn't think that was a very good look. 
I didn't think it was a smart thing to do. Um, but here you've got the American, I'm sorry, the Arizona Educators United, the AEU, um, having a big conference call and, and encouraging their members. As I said before, this is a post. I'm reading you a post from a guy named Larry on their, uh, on their, on their Facebook page that everyone should have this number and it's a direct line. It's the hotline number for the Department of Education. Call it whenever you can and keep the only person answering the phone very busy. In other words, spike the hotline so people that have legitimate complaints can't get through because these are teachers by. This is an AEU page. This is not just some random person on Twitter commenting. This is someone that's been invited in as one of their members. Formal complaints against Tom Horn's behavior and how it negatively affects your children or classroom. Don't have time for a conversation? Just dial in to keep MAGA offline. Make Tom Horn the number one complaint on his own hotline. So that's what they are consumed with. This is now your, if, if you're a teacher, right now you're on lunch break. If you're a member of the AEU, if you're paying your dues into this union, this is what your money is being spent on. I have a letter in front of me from the Betty Fairfax High School in Phoenix where it was confirmed through an investigation that drug contraband and a weapon were found on Betty Fairfax High School campus. They said no staff or students were ever in danger. That's a lie. There was a weapon on campus. Of course they were in danger. Isn't it interesting that the Phoenix Union High School District said, we don't want police officers on campus because there are kids that are leery of the guns, and now there are kids bringing guns on campus. So this is the this is where um, I'm not calling for Dr. Geston to be fired in the city of Phoenix. I'm not saying that. But shouldn't they be held accountable? Shouldn't we be asking, is it true? And I'm, I'm saying this to members of the media in our community. Shouldn't you be doing Freedom of Information Act requests and find out how many weapons have been found on campus? How safe do students feel? Is there a drug problem on campus? Are they dealing drugs in the bathroom? Because that's what I'm hearing from teachers. I'm hearing from teachers that say we don't feel safe on these campuses. There are no cops. No one's controlling this. Our students, the good students, don't want to use a hall pass to go to the restroom because of what's happening in the restrooms, and no one's doing anything about it. If you're an organization that is supposed to be a champion for educators, Arizona educators, Educators United, wouldn't this be a bigger fight? Why are there guns and drugs on campuses? And why are the school districts, why is the Phoenix Union High School District not doing something about it? Why not begging the police to come back on campus? Just, a, I think it's a great question. You want to see the posts about all these things? They're on my social media page at Broomhead KTAR on Twitter, Mike Broomhead, all one word on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook. We'll be back tomorrow morning, beginning just after 8 a.m. I always appreciate part of your day. I'll talk with you again tomorrow. God bless.